Chelsea. And this is Andrew. We are back with our second half of our Kim Possible So the Drama TV movie uh, exploration. It was Kim Possible to sum up in just <laughs> one episode. We have our very special guest, Mary Chifo, Woo-woo. back with us. And we're not doing a snack. We're not doing any info. You got to go listen to the first half or you're going to be totally lost anyway. So <laughs> let's just jump right back in. Kim has started to get very close to the new hot guy at school, Eric, which has caused Ron to realize that he maybe has feelings for her. And also her dad has been kidnapped by Draken, her arch nemesis. And so she and Ron and his conflicted feelings have gone to try to save her dad from Draken's lair. That's where we are now. Yep. And now let's go back to the show. Meanwhile, <laughs> all this is going on at dad's work. Draken shows up with Sumo Ninja to kidnap dad possible for the Hephaestus information. And what's going on back at the ranch? Kim has made a very bad judgment call and decided to invite invited to invite Eric and Ron over for pizza night, Oops. which is like, no, read read the room. Yeah, like, this was a bad idea, Kim. And they're an incredibly cute couple. They're saying the same thing at the same time and saying James. Yeah. Which yeah. I which was. makes everybody else throw married. up at yeah. the same time. Yes. I was not into that. No. I really <laughs> was not Cutie never nonsense. never a never a fan of Eric. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I really have a Wait deep a mistrust of Hanson. Like <laughs> we'll see how you feel by the end of yeah. it though. So <laughs> Ron is is very upset about all this cutesiness that's going on and he gets into a real snit and leaves because 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 Kim has sadly not developed mind reading powers despite her other achievements. Well, he's not blaming her. He's just disgusted about their their relationship in a yep. in a you know misguided way. And also has not you know this is my thing about the fucking friend zone, which is a term I hate and don't mm-hmm. think exists. If you like someone, you just have to tell them. Well, you can't blame them for pre rejecting yeah. you before you tell them how you feel. So Ron will get there. Yeah. But right now, he, I'm not, he's it, it still really in his feelings. It makes it sound like I'm defending this friend zone. Thing. Like, <laughs> uh, counterpoint, though. <laughs> what about... Well, actually... Friendship is more powerful than any force on Earth, so therefore... <laughs> Meanwhile, Mom, pos- Mom Possible worries that Dad is so late. Where's your yeah. father? He should have been home already. Yep. Dad Possible, thinking quickly, defeats the Hephaestus file. Voice deletes it. He's like, delete file. And then the computer goes, confirmed. But then he stupidly tells Draken. It's all in my brain. It's all yeah. up here. Whoops. And fortunately for evil, Draken has a... <laughs> fortunately for evil. <laughs> Draken, <laughs> Draken has a mind tap machine. So he kidnaps there you go. Dad Possible and takes him away. For as smart as he is, Dad Possible... It's yeah. like, I mean, it's classic, like, dad joke, sort of. Like, right. it's like, he's like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it in my brain. Like, being like, I don't know any. I just wrote it all down. Yeah. So now there's no point in kidnapping me because right. it's all gone forever. <laughs> so we cut back to Bueno Taco and Ron is alone. Sulking into his nacos. New management is turning Bueno Taco into a kid-friendly place. We heard, we find out from Ned the the assistant counter- manager yeah, assistant manager. yeah. seems by, like a Ned yeah. yeah he's voiced by Eddie Deason who is the first person to ever do the hey I'm a nerd voice oh. he's been doing that for <laughs> proto nerd yeah. proto nerd yeah. yeah 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 so he's like Ron's like changes in the air no Ned says changes in the air yep it's it's turning into a family establishment he's yeah. like what's next are there gonna be toys in the meals. And oh, then God. this whole thing's interrupted by... <gasps> beeper! A and there's a beeper. beeper! We can put lasers into lipsticks, <laughs> but we cannot outdo beeper technology. Yeah. Yeah. Beeper check. Yeah. Who had a beeper? Miles, I'm including you in this question. I wasn't a drug dealer, Chelsea. I had a beeper. <laughs> no beeper. I, I don't think I actually... I, ha- I witnessed many a beeper, I but I don't well. think I possessed one. I was not nearly I popular enough to go through the whole process. I don't know why. I wanted one, and I and I probably saved up my own money because I can't imagine yeah. a world in which my parents were like, that seems like a necessity. <laughs> yeah. 
It was green, and I painted it with glittery <gasps> nail polish. Oh so my it god! Was green with glitter all over it. The only person that ever beeped me was my mother. <sighs> and occasionally, if I were babysitting, the people I was babysitting yeah. for might beep me if I, you know, had their kid out right. at the park or something. So you never developed any sort of a code or anything like that. No. Beyond the standard nine one one. Yes. The beeper sort of thing. I mean, this was also I, I was saying, like my friend Eve and I were obsessed with Harry Potter. We were obsessed with Kim Possible and spy stuff mm-hmm. in general. Like I think that there is really like getting a beeper or like any sort of tool it's just there's something it just so for me at least it has a sensation of childhood that you've sure. got gadgets and yeah. like that there's a potential that someone could communicate someone could, with yeah, you. <laughs> like, you this might yeah. accidentally turn me into an adult yeah and personalizing it I mean there was nothing that wasn't moving that I couldn't put a glitter nail polish on <laughs> like, it covered every surface in my room so the on, what is on the beeper we're on beeper is a 911 text from Kim. Kim, 911. So he rushes over and she opens the door and says, Jacken has my dad. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So then they go to infiltrate this secret lair. Well, the heretofore secret evil lair. <laughs> I feel like I feel He's, like we all know. It's probably on Google Maps somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, Draken has never been there. good about that. No. <laughs> but they get there and he's not there. He's like, this is my old layer. It's I'm a trap. Like, it's a trap. Yeah. He's a hologram. He's projecting mm-hmm. from his new secret layer and he's like, I'm not even here. And it turns um, out that Kim's dad is being menaced by Cthulhu. <laughs> yes. Or a Kraken. The Draken Kraken. Is yeah. right? Kraken. <laughs> That's what I called him. The Draken. The Draken. No. Draken. Draken Kraken. Draken Kraken. Let's crack a lacken. Draken Kraken. Wow. That's part of the new rap. <laughs> yeah. I know you're trying to pass that off yeah. as a joke, yeah. but you are writing new verses to that rap oh, yes. every day. Let's crack a lacken. Dr. Draken. And you're cracking. Get snacking. Yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah, snacks. There we go. It all comes full circle. Sure. So I'll, but, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye on our email for that hugging and learning rap that yes. we're going to get from you. I will say one of my favorite lines that I used often uh, in, in latter years was when he says, be, like, be careful or whatever. My new death ray is killer. And then Ron says, isn't that redundant? Yep. And it was how I learned the word redundant. Nice. nice. And I just, I mean, it, yeah, once I was like, well, what does redundant mean? I looked it up. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I do. Teaching us lessons about <laughs> society and words. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jackin's got Kim's dad suspended over a tank with a Kraken in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the rope is lowering. But also he summons a dozen of these easily puncturable (laughs) uh, drones, And then this major death ray, Kim's cartwheeling all around and kickboxing. And actually very cleverly, she runs behind each of the the easily puncturable balloon men (laughs) in sequence and has the death ray shoot. So she actually, the death ray punctures each of them in turn and they like goo out on the floor. And then she uses a mirror to have the death ray kill itself. Mm-hmm. And then Ron is Ron no and Rufus, help. meanwhile, are trying to <laughs> no get her help. dad out of the tank. <laughs> I feel like Ron makes more work for Kim yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, this would probably go more smoothly <laughs> if she just went by herself, but she'd be a little lonelier. Sure. So it's like, yeah. I'd rather do 50% more work and yeah. have some company than just like get there and do my job and get out. I like a challenge. So what I need is a bumbling idiot. <laughs> Uh, so after she's defeated all of these synth drones and the death ray, she stops the uh, ancient evil from the deep yes. from killing her father. Yes. But her dad is acting weird mm-hmm. as uh, though he's been tapped in the brain. Yes. Her dad is also wearing sock suspenders, which is one of my <laughs> favorite things. I love sock suspenders. I can't explain it. They're no. just so like weirdly old fashioned and very ridiculous, weird. but also very gadgety. Yes. Um, and so his, his pants and clothes are all ripped up from the Kraken and you can tell because his pants are sort of now man caprice yes. that, <laughs> that he's wearing sock suspenders. And he also doesn't remember anything after being in his lab with, Draken. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't know how he got there or what Draken did to him. One line that always confused me is, and it feels like, you know, a ADR thing, which is, it's animated, so but he he says, I can't, I all, all I remember is wanting whatever on my pizza and then nothing. And then they're like, okay, dad, let's go home. And he goes, which is where? And then it totally is yeah. actually not a logical thing because 
he only has short-term memory loss and yeah. then suddenly he's like where do I live and I, and it's like so like just kind of thrown away yes, and then it's never referred yeah, to yeah. again like he's fine you I was can't. like why did they make that choice because then like, it's like who are guys. you yeah. when he well he well knows guys, who they are if you keep poking holes in yeah. this synthodrone plot it's gonna bleed out like a synthodrone in a cactus field plot goo all in I'm just place. glad I could there's it's it's one of those things though yeah they just yeah. cut that out like yeah, you don't it's need very, that you just his mouth isn't even moving. No. I just, I'm glad I could, I'm glad I could like air that out because I've been sitting on it for a no. very long time. So, this is a place for you to air all those kinds of grievances. Whatever makes you feel better. Yeah. Yes. Anything. Much better now. So oh. cut to the mall where every single person in Kim's class is trying on clothes in the same store. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason though that they're there. So Kim and Monique are trying on. Yeah. 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 If Is you this... didn't have worries about Eric <laughs> right. before. Which right. we did, yes. <laughs> we did. So Kim and Monique are trying on prom dresses and talking about the prom. So and is then, Bonnie. So is Ron. So yeah. is Bon. And Ron's there because he's jealous and he's spying on everybody. It's creepy, but fine. Eric <laughs> appears in yes. the dressing room area of a store and says, Oops, I didn't mean to. St- oh, no, 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 no. What he says is, we're running into you here. Yeah. It's like, you're clearly fucking stalking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, don't, yeah you yeah. don't have to draw a big red circle around it. Like, we know. So much so that even when Ron is like, oh, I was in the dressing room too. I'm yeah. like, nah, Eric's still the creep. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Nah, you can't it's distract a, me from this. It's a total this. creepy clips <laughs> least of Ron's behavior. He's in some function of the dressing room. Eric's just like, picturing like <laughs> a regular Eric comes out with store. no pants on and it's less creepy. Ron, Ron yeah. comes out with no pants on and it's less creepy than what Eric's doing. Because I'm picturing your average clothing store where all the dressing rooms are in the back. And also men's and women's are separated. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't like a cool, like, I'll make them co-ed dressing room. It simply isn't done. Oh my God. But before before Eric shows up, Kim is complaining to Monique that usually she can crack Draken's evil plots, but she's having trouble with with Mm -hmm. this one. There are all these seemingly unrelated things happening and she can't put together how they all fit. Which is ironic because in the next scene we re- find out that also Shigo can't crack the code of what's going yes. on. Yes, we cut immediately from Eric creeping around the mall mm-hmm. uh, to Shigo wondering what Kim is wondering. Looking at all of the pieces on like a big computer screen, all the different things that Dr. Uh, Draken is doing and going, what makes this all related? Yep. And, then and off to Japan. Well, then Draken's excited because he's oh, like, yeah. if you don't get it, then Kim Possible doesn't That's either. Right. I guess because every woman is as smart as all women. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. At that moment, I'm like, is this a Feministic, right? right. It's almost like a compliment, though. He's like, "You're smarter than Kim, though, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." Like, then if she can't get it, she exactly. can't get yeah. it. Also, we find out in the Draken Shigo scene that Draken bought Bueno Nacho. Bueno knew it. Yes. Bueno, thanks. <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> okay, so we go to Japan, where Nagatsumi sees that the Bueno Taco in Japan. Sure. No, there um, are 30,000 locations worldwide we learned true. later. There's a whole it's commentary. Like a, it's like a Taco Bell. Yeah. And yeah. Japan also has all of our... In fact, in Japan, it's tradition at Christmas time to eat at KFC. It's such a popular tradition, you have to actually reserve a table at KFC. Oh, You're looking wow. at me like I'm crazy. No, no, no. no, no I, I, I believe you. Real. I'm just wondering why. I don't know. It's of all the American like a, restaurants, it's a thing to do. I have a very, I have a, a KFC major tangent, and we, this will oh, probably be edited out. But I think I should <laughs> again airing it out. So, oh my god, it's just it ties into so many things. So, I did the Star Trek cruise this January, oh, which yes. is a cruise, a week long cruise, where I was a guest as the actor who portray, portrays Lorel. I don't want you to. Yeah. I don't want you to have to say whether you enjoyed the experience or not. Yeah. Can I get a completely silent thumbs up or thumbs down? How this. Was I for did, you? Okay, I, did, great, great, I honestly great. really did. And I have really enjoyed all of the fan engagement. And again, as, as someone who grew up loving franchises and all that sort of stuff, it's sure. like such a, you know, it's so exhausting. I had to spend four days when I got back, like literally just new pajamas every day, take a shower and just catching up on shows. Like yeah. I had to just completely decompress. But my KFC anecdote okay. is that uh, one of the locations we stopped at was, um, Grand Cayman Island, which has a bunch of chickens, like these wild chickens, because mm. of so many of the with the colonization, like they have what these pigs that also swim in the water. Oh, the yeah, yeah. The I saw that on the Fire Island. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fire, <laughs> yes. No, I'm sorry. I saw that fire on the Festival. Fire Festival documentary. Right. The Fire Island yeah, documentary that, yeah. is a completely yeah. different, totally thing. different thing. That's a yeah. whole other. No women in that at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
Um, but so on Grand Cayman, I, I became obsessed. All of these wild chickens, there was like a hen with babies, all this stuff. And then, but they do also talking about chains. Like they mm-hmm. have, they have Burger King, they've got KFC. And in front of the KFC, I kid you not, there are all these wild chickens oh, no. just like hanging out like they're protesting. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was surreal. And you've got people like literally sitting there eating f- like fried chicken, looking at an actual chicken. And wow. I'm 98% vegan and like <laughs> for partly health and partly moral reasons. So it was, it was quite fascinating to witness, sure. but that was, chickens just I never thought, down yeah, they're it. literally just like, boop, boop, Enjoyed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what were they doing? I think it was a little like a boop, 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 boop. <laughs> My goodness, is a chest a chicken wandered into the room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh no, it's you, Mary. You were making that yes, noise. Yes, you know me. You know I cha- trained at the Juilliard School. Oh, yes, I'm very yes. good at my chicken. Actually, yes, Alan aim. Tudyk does the voice does the voice of the of the chicken. He's a Juilliard alum in uh, Moana. He's the chicken. Oh, I love that chicken. Yeah, and he does a lot of amazing voice work oh, okay. overall. But okay, so Nakasumi is going into the Bueno Nacho uh, in I guess Tokyo. We're assuming, and. Yeah. He sees that there's the Bueno Nacho is giving away a toy called Little Diablo, which, fun fact, was the original title of the movie. Little Diablo is based on a sketch that he knows is his. He's like, that's my toy. I I drew that. How is Bueno Nacho giving them away? But the toy is the new must-have for kids all over the world. They can't... that. Just can't be good. Yeah, because now the ton we, of kids flood out of that. that exactly, Bueno. They've all got uh, these yeah. little figurines. Right. They're obsessed, and it's like it, we know now that Draken owns Bueno Nacho, and now he's literally got a tiny piece of himself in everyone's ha- kids' house all over the world. This yes. is this is going to be bad. So back in Middleton, Middleton, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Ron is on the local news at a Bueno Taco, <laughs> yeah. one of the most pitiful moments, uh, pro- protesting now that it's turned to children and saying, I'm losing everything I ever cared about. <laughs> Just screaming into the camera uh, because he can't even get to the register yeah. to order at his local Bueno Nacho now. Every kid must have one of these. Kim's got a boyfriend. Ron can't even go to Bueno Nacho anymore. No more it's, motorcycle it's the, buddy. It's the dark night of the soul for Ron, sure Ron Stoppable. Mm-hmm. So instead of dealing with his feelings by talking to Kim about them, he, he goes to his treehouse <laughs> oh, right. yeah. and paints a sign that says no girls allowed on it. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maturity mature. at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Kim's parents see this news broadcast and Ron losing his shit. And they're like, maybe you should go, go check on your boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he seems to be coming unglued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she goes over to the treehouse and she's like, what's with the new girls allowed sign? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, that's been there forever, yeah. except he just painted it. Yeah. And there's pictures of them when they were kids on the walls and they start reminiscing and Ron says, uh, talks about the summer that he went to Camp Wanna Weep, which oh, is the yeah. best name for a camp it's, ever. Yeah, and honestly, another one of my favorite episodes. Where really? Because she, as she references the toxic lake, that's the whole payoff is that this kid, Gil, <laughs> aptly named, Got it. was obsessed with swimming in this toxic lake, and he ends up becoming like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. I think I'm going to see that episode. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a... Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. but like want to weep. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I know you hated camp like the there were bugs in the toxic lake and da da da. And he's like, no, I hated camp because you weren't there, mm. which is as close to an admission of his feelings as we have yet gotten. <laughs> Kim's like, look, Eric's not going to change what we have. We're still going to be best friends. We're still going to like fight uh, crime together. And then fucking Eric is right there at the base of the tree. <laughs> we'll get to that. Time out. First of all, she doesn't like Beetlejuice. anything that great. <laughs> I've put down here, Stephen King's Eric is suddenly there. (laughs) (laughs) The exchange between Kim and Ron is Kim says, we'll always be tight. And Ron says, well, those are pretty words. (laughs) Okay. No, it's fine. Not even good Uh, enough to be good for nothing. Let's say that this situation is not extreme scene (laughs) at all. So yes, I'm sorry. Like a fucking, like a, a demon, like the creepiest creep who ever creeped. Eric is like, hey, I happen to be in this backyard by a treehouse. Ron's backyard. Hey, I like to look up at treehouses. Oh, you're there, Kim. Look, look, girl. 
I need you, you fight crime on yeah. the regular, you deal with evil people. I need you to have just like an ounce more awareness. Yeah. There mm. is no reason on earth this guy should be at the base of this tree right now. No. A, unless he were stalking you, he wouldn't know you were in this tree house. Yeah. And B, <laughs> this is private property. Yeah. <laughs> this is not like a public tree house you're in in a park. He is fucking, he's somehow gotten into Ron's backyard yeah. to be like, hey, I'm just passing through. And she does not bat an eye. At this. In fact, I just need her to so just so at ease is she that moments later he's like, It's my mission to take you to prom. Foreshad- oh, yeah. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. and she's like, That's a weird turn of phrase. No, she isn't. She's no, like, she's Great, like, let's yeah. go to prom. Yeah, and her eye it's actually one of the sh- like something about the animation of that shot. Her eyes are like super big and she's just like, Okay. <laughs> it's just a little <laughs> bit like ah! But it is interesting this I find that was what I was really observing in watching it however many years later is that like the whole premise is that of course she can't see this coming because she's a teenage girl and because she's so desperate to have this thing that she's right. completely oblivious to the fact yeah. that this yeah. guy is like creeping up on her and all that stuff Check which blind spot Kim yeah, yeah. which is interesting because yeah I, I, I guess it really does make me reevaluate because it was so not I mean, I guess I just viewed it as like this cautionary tale that kept me from being that way because I was never like, like, you know, I I was just like, no, no, I'm not going to let some hot guy trip me up. And yeah. I, I guess that was partly formulated at the time I was watching this. But it, it's just very interesting to me that I so gravitated towards that and so loved Kim as this character. And she does have so many awesome qualities. But yeah. like, it, it's not I didn't relate to it on a personal level and that regard so it's right i mean like who among us has not dated someone who was raving just waving red flags (laughs) in our face but the fact that they liked you overrode everything else like a person seems to like you so it's fine that all these other unsavory qualities are right blatant and your friends your your ron yeah are like hey (laughs) that person grews me out yep relatable so ron is getting ready for the prom in his room and his dad's old blue tux. There's a sticker on his mirror that says no on 65. Yes. Which what? is an Easter egg. It's a reference to Disney Channel's 65 episode limit. Oh. So there's like, yeah. So there's a little sticker that says no on 65. Delightful. Yeah. Pretty cute little Easter egg there from nice. the animators. It worked. Um, yeah. He's talking to Rufus in circles and he's like, do I like her? What's going on? Should I tell her? No, I shouldn't tell her, but I have to tell her. What's uh, what do I feel? I mean, on one hand, as I've said, always in favor of telling the girl how you feel. Yeah, hundred percent, always in favor. But on the other hand, men and women can be friends, and I just wrote, can we not teach some kids that Disney Channel? Like, right? It's because it's every Disney Channel show follows this. Like, Lizzie ends up with Gordo. Right. You know, right. it's it's the whole. Oh, you've been hanging out for however many seasons we have, and now it's the last season. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we're boyfriend girlfriend now. I just feel like maybe one time. On the totally. Disney Channel, they could just still be friends at the end of the show. Somebody gets shut down. And shot down? Yeah, somebody just gets straight up shut down on oh, the Disney Channel. Oh, like, yeah, like shut down. Not like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think that's... I was like, what? Chelsea, in my opinion, the only way that two friends can't end up together is one has what? to be murdered. So you're saying Disney children should be murdered? Chelsea, how dare you? I'm inferring. (laughs) Just also, again, noticing these jokes of like, he's like, I have to do what no man should ever have to do. Talk about his feelings, which is a very like particular joke. Little little poke attacks at Magdalene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go to the Kim Possible home where Eric Dahmer has just shown up. (laughs) Right? Uh, Eric Bundy. Eric Bundy. (laughs) He is a bit charming. I don't know. We'll see what his tactics are when you go from there. He comes over to pick up Kim for the prom. The red flags are everywhere. He's too polite. He's too good looking. Yeah. His reflexes are way too quick. Because yeah, the reflexes. The, that's the a dead twins giveaway. twins' rockets come zooming down the stairs yep. and he like dodges them like a ninja. And then he says, he just drops that he's being raised by a single dad who's in the middle of a very big project right <laughs> yes. now. Oh, and can't be bothered to come take pictures of him before the prom. So cool. You might and as well I, just say, I'm not evil in any way. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and Nothing I wrote, suspicious about me. I wrote, this is clearly Draken's kid. Yeah. And I'm wondering why it's taken Draken long, this long to play this card if he's got this kid. Uh, and then I wrote, it's a fucking cartoon, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My notes. Um, <laughs> no, it's solid. That's a yeah. solid card to play every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Kim, Kim does her glamour shot walk down the, the stairs. Yes. 
in her nice. sparkly dress. Sure. Everyone's very impressed. She's got her hair up. Yeah, big deal. Kim's sure, hair is yeah. always down. I was yes. about to say, I bet this meant a lot to certain <laughs> yeah, people yeah, watching yeah. it when they were a kid. Yeah, yeah. It is funny, though, then you realize, wait, why is her hair always down when she's fighting crime? Right, it should be up in <laughs> right. a sensible ponytail. <laughs> hey, Chelsea, where's that cartoon card? That you just yeah, yeah, had? yeah. It's a cartoon, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kim and Eric go to the prom, and they're the darlings of the prom. They're yeah. dancing. They're making everyone else jealous, including Bonnie. Yep. They look so good together. They're doing, you know, like, close dancing, but importantly, not kissing. No yeah. kissing no. is happening. No kissing. Uh, but it's important to note that this song is, of course, uh, Get Your Shine On by Jesse McCarthy. Right. Cartney, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J-Mac. Yeah. So Ron has skipped the prom to go to Bueno Nacho alone. Yep. And I guess all the kids are in bed now because he's the only person in the joint. Sure. Uh, the assistant manager, Ned, question mark, yep. tries to warn him that something evil is afoot. <laughs> yes. And Ron is just too dense to get this. He spells out evil in hot sauce on Ron's tray. Which I don't think would have gotten the point across to me. I would have just been like, like what the fuck? Yeah. I would have been like, oh shit, this tray is haunted. <laughs> Rufus gets it. He's Rufus like, really pay attention. Yeah. Ron is just so deeply uh, in his feelings that he cannot he cannot even poke his head above the sea of despair that he's wallowing in. The swamp of sadness. The swamp of that sadness. he's drowning in like so many Artexes. Yes. Instead, he throws a fit about the fact that there are no more bendy straws. Yes. But then he goes out to call corporate in order to complain. Wade gets him the direct number to corporate and uh-oh, who answers the goddamn phone? It's Dr. Dragon. It's Dr. Dragon, of course. And a dim bulb slowly brightens in Ron's tiny brain. (laughs) And then, just at that same moment, a tiny army of sentient (laughs) toys comes marching out of Bueno Nacho in lockstep. Just a hundred of them. But Ron manages to get away because they stay small. We'll learn later that they don't always have to be yeah, small. They seem but they're extremely still, they're stompable like, at this they're point. They're like four inches tall. And animation-wise, I think this is the when they, they started infusing CGI yeah, with pan, hand-painted. So it really does give them a really creepy quality it in really a certain does. way. You're like, whoa, this is like not of this world. <laughs> Zoom down on them. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the prom, yeah. Ron is paging Kim so much that let's just say if Kim was a creeping and a creeping and a creeping... She would totally get caught because her beeper keeps beeping. <laughs> but it's a phone. Because, it's a beeper. Well, but then Monique says, let it go to voicemail. Well, why does she have a beeper? Ron had a beeper. Well, Ron has a beeper. Kim has her. Well, Kim has her communicator. Ooh, communicator. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's no, cute. I have to sit yeah. with that for a while. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I will come to terms with that and all of its... I think if we've learned anything this episode, it's that communication is essential (laughs) in every relationship. Kim gets a call from Ron at the prom. She wants to answer, but she also wants to be a normal teenager and dance with a cute dude. And so this is like the crux of this thing is like call to save the world or dance with cute dude. This is the whole conflict of the episode and distilled into this moment. And ultimately she lets it go to voicemail because fuck world safety. Eric has green eyes and floppy hair. And uh, this he is appears wherever you are. Yeah. Right. It's very convenient. Like that, ladies? Yeah. Um, but Ron uh, can't be deterred and also has nowhere safe to go. So he comes <laughs> panting into the prom yep. to declare that the toys are evil and dragon is behind it. And Eric kind of scoffs and all the other kids, the toys are hiding at this point and the kids can't see him. But Kim, to her credit, believes him mm-hmm. yep. and she's like i'm gonna check this out and eric uh, is upset and creepy <laughs> yeah yeah eric's like Burr. and yeah. i mean if you didn't like eric like is there anyone's who's still shipping this this <laughs> eric kim this is terrible do you Never. want me to do a google search because i feel like it'll <laughs> sure. take me to places People no one like, should he's go just misunderstood um <laughs> so the kim's like oh yeah this looks bad let's go get advice from my dad so they leave the prom ron and kim leave the prom they leave eric at the prom they go find her dad and eric is pissed cut to his face looking very sad he's steamed He's steam. Not extreme steam. He's lousy with steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my mom dropped in uh, during this part of the viewing uh, a little bit earlier, and and she was like, mm-mm, no, that he's bad news. <laughs> she was just like, no. Nope, yeah, that mom radar went off. Not having it. She'd seen all she needed yeah, to see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Take that good-looking guy's named Eric. We're on to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even our mother's no better. Yeah. <laughs> Kim and Ron go to see Dr. Dad Possible, and he's like, hey, these robots, they have a robot because her her brothers have oh, sure. little Diablo toys. Yeah, so they yeah, have right. one, and they scan it, and they're like, oh, yeah, these are totally evil. <laughs> and Dad's like, this is my 
Havasus Project invention that Draken brain stole from me. So this is a toy that he stole the sketch from Nakasumi and then the technology married with the technology mm-hmm. stolen from the Hephaestus project. And they still don't understand how this could possibly be a plan. Right. What is the deal? Like I'm like, be. catch up. We know that there are 30,000 restaurants worldwide, which mm-hmm. means that there are 300,000 of these toys out there now, but they, they seems to be very small, which is like, this could get annoying, but still not quite understand how you're going to take it over the world because everyone's trying to take, I mean, every supervillain is trying to take over the world. Obviously. There's like, no other objective. Just everybody. Yeah, everyone's everybody. trying to take over the world. <laughs> There's no objective. Ours is just by podcast. <laughs> watching too it's much taken television. taken a while, uh, but we're going to get there. Um, so, so back at the secret lair, yes. uh, Draken says that they are ready to strike at midnight, but he's worried that Kim still might foil them. She goes like, okay, we, we have the toy installed all over the globe but there's a bit of a snag because kim now knows something's going on and draken is like not this time and holds up a photo of eric and kim together mm-hmm. and you're like i knew it i knew he was connected to draken i still think he's his son mm-hmm. this turns out to be naive on my part but <laughs> that was my upon my first viewing that was that yes. was my how old were you when you first saw it i guess i was 12. No, 11. Chelsea, you were 35. 12-year-old Yes. Um, So he tells... You're smarter than Chelsea, right? (laughs) Chelsea will never figure it out. (laughs) So Draken tells Shigo, I need you to go by the prom and pick something up. Dun, dun, Um, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Lots of those. Um, (laughs) So many. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Middleton's supply of the bots are activated immediately. So the rest of the world is going to go online at midnight, but to stop Kim, we're going to turn on the bots in Middleton immediately. There are two in the possible home. And as soon as this switch is flipped, they grow to gigantic proportions and start destroying everything. Uh, The family runs away initially, Mm -hmm. uh, but then decides to help out by taking Jim and Tim's rockets and attaching them to Ron's scooter. Wade, it should be noted, also had a little Diablo toy. And so his comms center, wherever his bunker, wherever he is, is being destroyed. (laughs) By this toy, but he does manage to tell them that the command signal for the toys, which controls them, must be coming from Bueno Nacho. Mm-hmm. So, so using Ron's now outfitted Robo Scooter Rocket Scooter Time. Yep. Uh, Robo Scooter jets, Rocket Scooter Time. <laughs> with Turbo Jets. With Turbo Jets. They head for Bueno Nacho. Ron and Kim head for Bueno Nacho, and they take out the command tower using one of the robots itself. In Kim's patented using the technology against itself yeah. maneuver. I feel like the, all the evil people have to do is catch on to that, and she's yeah. pretty much done <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. Yes. Wait a second. Hold on. Let's not make things that can destroy the other things. <laughs> yeah. So Kim has now figured out how to foil the robot plan. There are these command centers that control them, that make them big, that make them sentient. If you can take out the command center, then the robots are powerless. That seems simple enough. But while she was distracted- Uh-oh. Shigo kidnapped Eric. Oh, no. And now he's Draken's hostage. He's like, you must surrender or Eric yes. is doomed. And Kim creepy. surrendering is the only way to save Eric. So all of this has been Tess's allies, enemies, all this leading up to. Now we are approaching the inmost cave. Mm. And in a in a sort of like very straightforward, typical hero's journey way, the inmost cave is a building we've never been to before. Sure. <laughs> An actual location yeah. we have and never been to before. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm going to impose an inmost cave, I'll need a new suit. Oh, yes. yes. Gotta get that battle suit. That Were was there? very big for me. Was <laughs> I was I was very excited. She's always just fighting in the tank top and cargo pants, yeah. right? Yeah. So now she's got a battle suit. Were there toys for this thing? Oh, I did have, it was like a, a Barbie-esque like Kim Possible, but with the very animated, fa- like it wasn't sure. like a vague representation. It was like even a bit smaller. I mean, they did merchandise somewhat. I mean, because right. I think it was a show, it wasn't as like mass as, was you know. Oh, you can get figure? a communicator. Oh, sure. yeah. You can also have the communicator do-do-do-do as your ringtone. Oh, yes. gotcha. I actually quick, have a friend who does. Quick question. <laughs> yeah. Do you have an action figure? I, well, I have, I have that one Barbie. No, that no, no. Kim Bar- oh, just like oh, do oh, I? You, you yeah. Mary Chifo? No, uh, there, <laughs> I have many things. They did scan me. My uh, my look has changed many times mm-hmm. on the show, and so I'm hoping my second season look will ultimately be made because I'm the I'm the ch- ruler chancellor. Yeah. So I, that's like the really cool aesthetic. So hopefully, hopefully there will be a chancellor Rel doll. But there are they have pins. There's a 
fan sets pins that mm-hmm. you so you can have a little like little Laurel on your lapel. Cute. Laurel on your lapel. And then fans make like I had a a, a fan actually uh, make a Funko toy, oh, wow. but like mm. custom made. And my character's in prison for half of the second uh, first season, mm-hmm. so she made the jail suit, like created the. I mean, incredible the box itself, awesome. all that sort of stuff. So that's been, and people have done. I mean, it's amazing what fans create. Like, of course, yeah. I love the the merchandising stuff that comes from the actual licensing, but it's really neat to see what people kind of create and the fan yeah. art itself. And there's like, yeah, there's tons of Kim Possible fan art too. I remember sure. uh, that's when I first became aware of fan art mm-hmm. because it is true. Like you want to imagine the, the next chapter of these characters' lives and that's yeah. so much what the fan art does. And sometimes I feel they they draw the character in the way that I always see her, mm-hmm. almost more so than appears on the screen sometimes yeah. or like there's an essence. So yeah, so it's, it's, yeah it's pretty neat. I our mean, fans send us snacks, which yeah, I was gonna say, that's our, great. Our, our pretty fans awesome. Are, are shy, yeah. So I'm pretty sure the, <laughs> Andy and Chelsea action figures. They're just like, oh, do I show them? Guys, it's okay. We're not going to judge you. Show us all of the action figures that many of you have created. What kind of action moves do they have? Snack action! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like hands to mouth. Yeah, snack action. I bet Chelsea would come with eye rolling action. (laughs) Clicking action for watching on your either remote or your laptop. Ooh, I, I bet the Andy doll would have like turn your head so you can burp silently. Thing, I think that's what I'd have. But now I've, I've ruined my trade secret. Cut this out! Cut this out! And that's a peek too far behind the curtain. Truly. Um, so now we are approaching the Inmost Cave, which is Bueno Nacho headquarters. is about a hundred miles away. This is Draken's new secret lair. Uh, again, not so great at keeping that secret. No. So she knows exactly where they are, and she and Ron head off to confront Draken, and he's just watching them the whole way. He's got like a cast, uh, I yeah. guess, a satellite camera trained on them. Sumo Ninja shows up, of course, as soon as they get there. They manage to knock him out with, with some yeah, knockout gas. He's carrying nunchucks. Like superfluous nunchucks, mm-hmm. and then the voice. Thing. This is definitely the part oh, where I wrote, "Yikes!" For sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So yes, tell us about the the voice. Well, it's you know obviously a very big, ominous, physical being, and then the big joke is that he has this very high pitched and very broken some, English. Yes, yeah, I'm and kidding. I shall be avenged, like just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. you know, I wasn't laughing this time around. And yeah. Kim and Ron shame him on social media, and that's yeah. how it causes him to give up. Yeah. yeah, He's like, I'm sorry I appropriated culture, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ran him wrong. Um, Shigo and Kim fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Kim's got this new super suit, which is great. I, I, I like gives her agility powers and stuff like that, but what most impresses Shigo is when she gets cut on her arm, the oh, yeah. suit just sort of forms back over it, mm-hmm. which is nice, but you're just hiding... Well, that was my question. I think it might heal. Okay. That was Band-Aid. It's like a super Band-Aid. It is. That was was my assumption. Although I did kind of wait to like see like later on. Yeah. There's just like blood. Yeah. (laughs) So much blood down there. She's like, yeah. Um, Kim and Shigo are like amazing fighters jumping all around doing all this stuff, which is awesome. But then Ron... Because the the sumo ninja comes back one more time Mm -hmm. and Ron accidentally knocks him out entirely. And I just keep noticing that Ron's buffoonery just ultimately serves him, even though it's like he doesn't have the training. He's not like, and then he's just like, oh, I guess I figured that out, which is just, it was just interesting to know. accidentally competent. Yeah. It's funny. That's a good sight gag. He's cheering Kim on and like throwing punches in the air and the sumo Ninja sneaks up behind him and he punches him in the face, not even realizing he's there. Uh, So Shigo goes down. Kim has won the fight. And then suddenly Eric is there and they hug. But he's a synthodrome. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, he's not even Draken's son. He's a fucking Cadbury egg monster drone. (laughs) Cadbury egg monster drone? Trouble time. Yeah. And thus, I truly never trusted a kind, handsome man ever again. No. Have you ever just somebody's like, I'll hold the door for you. You're full of goo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's the pretty ones that are the evilest of heart. So she hugs him and he shocks her. Like he has like electric charges and he shocks her and she's knocked unconscious. Ron also gets knocked out. And then they wake up and they're tied up. In a dungeon of some sort. Yeah. And Kim beats herself up for not knowing that Eric was a drone. And she reveals to Ron, very important plot point, that they never kissed. 
Yeah, um, which I was like, wow. They yeah, were really... exactly. Like, what, <laughs> well, what were you for, doing? Not for Eric showing up yeah. everywhere and making right. himself available. Also, I saw that montage. Yeah. yeah. What else was going on? Uh, That's a lot of time to be talking. Wow, they really are playing the fact that people just date the old-fashioned right. way. Like, <laughs> But we know... I didn't kiss them like, because we weren't married yet. Yeah. <laughs> point of order. And then I thought, like, oh, this must be because she... Her first kiss, you know, will be so important to her. Um, but then I remember that Ron's talking about in earlier oh, scene yeah. that he's talking about how Kim's had boyfriends before. and It's never felt weird to him before. And that Kim and got her braces stuck on some other guy's braces. And Ron's mom drove them Doesn't to the orthodontist. Doesn't necessarily kissing, though. It could still be, could be an accident or... I mean, you know, I'm trying, I am trying to make no. this work. Kim has made out with people before, but she didn't make out with Eric, and that doesn't make sense. No, not really. I'm sorry. Unless it's just like she really did have a sixth sense about it and just really was ignoring it. Like, yeah. She was like, I feel like I shouldn't kiss this person. I'm get close to him. I could scare him. It's almost like he's full of goo. frightened. It's almost like he's a goo monster. Better not explore this. Just go to prom. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's time for the supreme ordeal, which is not the fight. We've just had a big fight. There will be another fight. But this moment, the moment of like, do we confess our feelings to each other? Mm -hmm. This is the supreme ordeal because this is actually the journey that we're on. The call to adventure was Kim doesn't have a boyfriend. Right. This is the supreme ordeal. And this is where the, the journey we've been on with Ron also comes to a head. Yep. So they're totally trapped. They have no plan at all. And Ron takes this time to tell Kim that there are better guys out there for her than Eric. Rufus frees them before Ron is able to really finish confessing his undying love, but Kim Kim gets the picture. This is a really yeah. rare, Ron gives her a pep slash I'm in love with you talk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a real yeah. bold move. We can get out of this together. Speaking of together. <laughs> Not, you don't see that too often. Yeah. So, motivational. As a as a 12-year-old, were you like, this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen in my life? Sadly, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely, I mean, it, I think because it felt like a long time coming, like because it came from watching three seasons of the show, yeah. I think if I were watching it isolated, hadn't had any, I would have been like, that's a bit fast. But I think because I had truly wanted them to get together for so long, sure. and it was the first time that the topic was really broached, it felt so gratifying. But I, in watching it, having not just recently watched the past three mm -hmm. seasons, I was a bit like, oh, is like... How is Kim even starting, like, after spending this whole movie being like, he's not mat that material, he's not that material, is that something that was, you know, kind of percolating for her? Because you really only see Ron's yeah. side of the story. That's what really struck me again. Yeah, is like, we never get her no. thinking, like, her on the back of Eric's yeah. moped looking at Ron on the sidewalk yeah. and being like, oh, maybe. Like, we get yeah. none the of best, that. The best yeah. she does is, I guess I'm fine with having to go to prom with Ron, <laughs> which is the word every man longs to hear. Yes. I guess I don't mind being with you. Yeah. I think, Oof. yeah, that's what yeah. I really craved was just like a little bit more of like, oh, I really acknowledge that you have been there for me yeah. and we have, but I mean, it is there, but it's more, I think more implicit than I would have. Yeah. I just needed one line. Just yeah. her to yeah. look at him and go, oh, you, yeah. you know, the, yeah. that we don't get that. Yeah. We go, because there's no time. We have to go to the control center yep. because all the other bots around the world have been activated and yep. can also fly now. The ones that attacked the possible home couldn't fly, but now they fly. She and, and Kim uh, fight. Draken is gloating, <laughs> yeah, though. He's like, oh. I discovered Kim Possible's weakness. Oh, yeah. Boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kim shows up and just punches him in the yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, Gives uh, him a strong, independent punch to the <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, boys boys yeah. and dating, it is it is also very, very hard, you know, uh, also, but this is easy. And she just yep. decks him. That's good. Kim fights Shigo. Ron fights Eric. There's an electromagnetic scrambler gun in play that would scramble <laughs> all of the signals that keeps getting knocked around. Yep. Of course they end up on the roof because they always end up on the mm -hmm. roof. Rain. Or always it's good. rough course. And then I don't think I'm giving too much away to just jump to the end and say the, the good they guys win. win. The signal is jammed. All the toys shrink. Kim kicks Shigo very hard 
and she goes sort of lands and looks uh. like her neck is broken. And Rufus uh, bites a hole in Eric, and yeah. Eric goos out all over yeah. the place. Goos out. Yeah, yeah. Which I f- that that I found interesting in just the sense of like Kim. You know, she finally gets the thing, shoots it, and then Eric catches it. So it's like she doesn't almost get this final hero's moment. It's like the punchline is that actually because you insulted the naked mole rat because yeah. that's a big thing. He's like, I actually hate naked mole rats or yeah. whatever. Right. That that's the victory is like the. You know, so it's an interesting kind of like she almost has her victory and she still does. But it's is it diminished by the fact that it's actually Rufus that. Right. I mean, but that's part of their team. Well, I will say in what must have been the most exciting moment for a a young Mary. (laughs) Draken is forced to admit that Kim is, in fact, all All that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So the and next, he remembers Ron's name. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. That's a bit. Stoppable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the reward consequences come next. Kim obviously has won the day, and they show Shigo, Draken, and all of his goons in the back of a paddy wagon. And I read on IMDb they had to add this scene because test audiences thought that Kim had killed Shigo. Oh. Yeah. Which, if you know that when you watch her face after she, like, kicks she yeah. goes she looks almost like and this is the turning point at which I yes. tasted blood <laughs> yeah. and became evil like she looks it's so terrifying yeah, you know we like can just backlit. kill all these people <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then they yeah. don't yeah. come back they don't come back <laughs> it's Holy. amazing I Wait need an second. actual weapon <laughs> I have a new idea for this lipstick laser yeah, hold on yeah, 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 exactly. so the world is saved and a good news the prom is still going on Yeah, it hasn't taken so much time that we can't get back to the prom. Also, the prom is seven days long, so <laughs> it's all fine. And, and all the, the entire time, the promsters have been <laughs> yes. watching the news. They've got a transistor television. Yeah, yes, yeah. kind. They're watching. <laughs> one, one they're watching the one. news. So the prom is still going on. All the kids are like excited because now they know Kim has saved the world again. Which at this point, I guess she does it on a weekly basis, and they're still excited about it yep. every time it happens. Very supportive. So nice. now, nice. yes. Yeah, so now, nice. Act Three: Return to the Ordinary World. Kim and Ron decide to go to the prom together as more than friends. They walk in holding hands. Bonnie sees them holding hands. She tries to encourage a school-wide mocking, uh, 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 but no one else all laughs. All schoolmates have been shipping this couple the entire time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, the students cheer. The rest of the students cheer. My fan fiction paid off. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then much. Ron and Kim dance together. And then it's so Disney movie. It's so Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so every dance of every Disney movie. There's a ever. Caribbean crab saying, just kiss yeah. her. And there's then a sentient teapot singing yep. off in a corner. <laughs> it's everything you've ever seen. The song, the song describes exactly what's happening yeah. as it's happening. Yes. And then they cartoon kiss. Yeah. Cartoon kiss. And the song, this is the song that Christy Carson Romano sings. So it is literally wow. Kim Possible singing the song. Her inner Oof. monologue Oof, singing. I know we. We've been friends forever, but now I think I'm feeling something totally new. This would have been nice lines to have. It would have been. (laughs) Um, It's also nice that that Kim Possible doesn't go, I'm going to kiss this guy, (laughs) then find out what his name is. That doesn't happen. Turns out he was full of goo the whole damn time. Okay, so what this brought up for me just very quickly was this, again, this idea of, like, is it possible to have it all? Is it Kim possible to have it all? (laughs) There's a lot of backlash about this phrase, having it all. I mean, traditionally, the idea is that as a woman, you should be able to have a great job and a great relationship and kids without feeling overwhelmed. But I think pretty much everyone has agreed by this point in 2019 that that's not actually a thing that can happen and we need to stop beating ourselves up about mm-hmm. it uh, for for feeling like everyone else has figured this out in a very teenage way. Oh, everyone else has figured out how to be like a mom boss and a girl yeah. boss and have a perfect marriage and why can't why do I feel so tired? I, I just found a, a very interesting article which I'll link to with all of these women being like, why is it a dating liability to have your shit together? Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, Funny. It just is. Pursuing dating life necessarily means balancing a personal, intimate life with your professional identity. And if you're incredibly ambitious, you don't leave much room for the personal side of it. And also, this is more relevant to 2019 than Kim Possible back in the day. But 
with the current state of hookup culture, women who are serious about creating a professional career do not want to feel like they're wasting their time going on multiple dates or back and forth text messaging banter with people that are just going to ghost them. Mm-hmm. Because So it's like if you have a finite, finite resource and finite time and you're ambitious, then why should you spend any of this on dating? I will just end with a quote that I think could have been – this could have been Monique speaking to Kim Possible. Focus on your – personal goals in your career a man who comes along who is confident and secure with himself will support and appreciate you and your goals so that is the one silver lining is that we know that ron appreciates and supports kim and her goals and isn't intimidated by her because he's been along for the ride and all these adventures for all these years so i still am not entirely supportive of this relationship (laughs) Sure. But I do think like, well, this Ron is clearly a man who is like a man. He's a child. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly a dude who's not intimidated by how badass Kim is. Mm-hmm. And if we can take anything away from this, it should be like, find you a guy that isn't intimidated by the fact that you're punching out goons on national TV all the time and still wants to date you. Yeah. And still thinks like, that's great. You do you. So how do you feel like... Like, in what ways are you like, I'm really glad this shaped my ideas of things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, avoiding goofield people. <laughs> yes. Always, yeah, a always good. Always a positive. But what else? So what are the like, positive impacts would you say this, this made on you? Everything Chelsea articulated mm. just then, the seeds of it were definitely planted. And I do think I have, from Kim Possible, like I said, Hermione, the various female archetypes that I ultimately found while they weren't perfectly fleshed out or they they you know i could have craved a little more flaw here and there Uh, (laughs) who can't say yeah yeah exactly but i will say it did i think really convince me to stay headstrong and i joke about the fact that you know i was seeking out that best friend who would like me you know romantically too and even though it hasn't been a perfect road in that regard i'm glad that i've stuck to my guns in regards like i i have not tolerated buffoons that are yeah. not like goo filled buffoons yeah goo filled buffoons or you goofoons. know are just you know goofoons is that goofoon. yeah, 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 there yeah. we go the goofoon yeah. no more goofoons no more goofoons but I think it did you know any uh, I am such a proponent of what representation can do and I I do feel that it just set me on a path to being intelligent and sure. and you know while I am not as an amazing of a fighter as Kim it's certainly she is physically fit and agile I mean I played soccer but just that I think that was really important for me to see that a female character could kick ass yeah and and still have a feminine side and again I did not you know pursue cheerleading because of Kim Possible mm-hmm. I kind of took what I needed from her then infuse that with the other aspects of other female characters that I loved. In watching it, I was grateful that there were so many good things to take from it. And I do think it also instilled a very great, like sense of humor. I do like, you know, and, and it encouraged me to research. Like I, like I said, there were just so many little educational moments that got me to, to look into the show I loved. Yeah. I was a little surprised. This was written, created and written by two dudes, but Good job, guys. Yeah. There was a little bit of like, I finally made it out of the friend zone wish fulfillment happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's super, It's a super feminist show, and it's, you know, like very encouraging. I think she's, uh, you know, it so. was, it's a good voice to have in the mix. And I'm glad that was the kimpetus for you to make certain <laughs> changes in your life. What? No, that's not good. Yeah. No, no, I'm into it. I'm into it. No, kimpetus? Didn't see it coming. No. I'm Nor should it. you have. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> My arm hurts from the reach. Yes. Portman totally on board. Yeah. 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 We're on top of it. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> But yeah, I think I guess my final my final little anecdote or whatever is just that it has not only propelled me and just like standing true to myself, whether it was in school or whatever, but ultimately because I had such a response to certain characters, it did motivate me to be that vessel. Like it, it's part of why I became an actor and joking with like the spy stuff in particular, because I was really into it. I was like <laughs> in I think around sixth grade or whatever. I was like, oh, but I can pretend to be a spy. Yeah. And it's a little bit less. Right. Like, you know, like you live through it. Yeah. yeah. hundred percent less shooty. Yes. Yes. And I think that that um, is part of what propelled me towards really pursuing acting and and creating characters that I've always said I want to be the character that I craved. 
at that age. Cause Kim wasn't quite that Hermione wasn't quite that like it's, you know, and no one can ever be me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be that perfect representation for someone else. But if I am true to myself, then that will at least encourage the next young girl to, to rise into herself and be like, okay, I'm not tall like Mary, but I'm this like Mary or whatever it is. So that's the, that's the hope. That's the goal. Staying, sticking to my guns. In segueing into this, I would say that's all that you've learned from this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Chelsea, we gotta, we gotta learn. What did we learn from this episode? I, I guess I also learned that sometimes when you think someone has a son, um, they're actually a goo-filled robot. Yeah. So don't jump to the conclusion uh, right away that this is a biological child. It could be just a rogue experiment. You yeah. know what, man? That's just solid advice for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> don't just assume that everybody's a person. They could all be robots. Yeah, it's true. We'll Ask for there. references. Yeah. 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 Ask for baby pictures. Look, yeah. If you can get away from it with it in a delicate, polite way, uh, jab them with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what yeah. happens. See what yeah. happens. Yeah. This is crazy advice. If you prick us, do we not goo out all <laughs> over the floor? Oh. Uh, well, who did who did we want to hug? Rufus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always want to hug the animal. Number but one. But we we said in the the last Punky Brewster thing that all animals deserve to be hugged, so we have right. To be so <laughs> all right. Because I tried to hug Brandon again, and you were like, yeah, we've already <laughs> hugged. Everyone wants to hug Brandon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I want to hug. Honestly, like I would give a hug and a high five and a pat on the back to Monique because she mm-hmm. gives great advice. Yeah. She is always there for Kim, but also like not letting Kim wallow in any bullshit. Mm-hmm. Monique is a stand-up best friend. Yeah, of course, voiced by Raven Simone. Who we know how I feel about Raven Simone. I am pro her. Sure. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I would hug Monique. I think. Mayor? I concur with the Monique badassery. I do kind of want to give Ned, I think his name, a hug. Because that poor guy, you know. He's so invested. He's so invested. He's dedicated to Bueno Nacho, basically gets demoted. I mean, I'm sure he gets his job back once Draken's gone. But, you know. He tries. He really is trying to be there for Ron. I, I think that, especially with the revelation that they end up, she ends up involved with Dr. Draken. I think I'll, I'll do one of my patented <laughs> give Shigo a hug and say, run, girl. <laughs> yeah. You can do so much better than this. Yeah. Get out. This is also the hug he gave Topanga when we did Boy yeah. Meets World. Run, Topanga. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. You out of his league. <laughs> so this is my question. Now yeah. that we know that this movie was not the finale of the franchise, they did break the 65 episode mm-hmm. limit. They did get a fourth season. Are Ron and Kim dating in the fourth season, or do we act like this didn't happen? No, they are dating. Oh. And then my confession is, so I was a big part of the Bring Kim Possible Back. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a like, fan campaign. Yeah, I was a part of that. Most think, recently, like a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was all the, it was all a blaze on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, the, I remember like going, because again, it was like pre so much social media. So it was like you had to go to a website or you found a website. Yep. And I like cut out the cards and like passed them out at in my middle school. Oh my God. And like, I mean, I was. You were a campaigner. Really, yeah, I was a major campaigner for, and it was like sixth, seventh grade. But then by the time, because it took a while for yeah. it to actually, by the time it came back, I what didn't watch it. No, yeah, no. You had aged out. Yeah, of it. I had aged out of it, yeah. and I, I I don't know I, what I was watching. I guess I was preoccupied with my schoolwork. <laughs> thank uh, goodness. <laughs> thank so goodness. A happy ending there. Yeah, you got yeah. back to what's important. Exactly. But I remember. I think there was something too about the movie kind of just like finished it off. And so even though I wanted yeah, more, sure. it was kind of that thing of like, I was scared to see what it would be. And I think I ultimately watched a few here and there and they were together. And I think they do end up sticking together, but the kind of, you know, it's that classic, will they or won't they? Like once they do yeah. it, you're like, ah, yeah. But once I the, think they stay together till the end. Yeah. Once they tread on like your imagination of how that would be. Yeah. And also you don't want it to end. So also they're what, how old are they supposed to be? Like 17? So this yeah. is this relationship will immediately be like terrible. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> fighting all the time, breaking up, getting back together, what? trying to save the world, hey. and then they're bickering. <laughs> 
people who are in high school who get together in high school and stay together, that always works out. Right, especially if they are trying to save the world and definitely don't have anything that might put stress on their relationship. I give them a between 1 and 5% chance of making it. <laughs> it's just 1, 1%, 1%. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so yes. much for being here, Mary. This was so much fun. And I'm excited to uh, to to continue this conversation <laughs> offline. To yes. talk about Kim Possible for the rest of the day. Yes. <laughs> Ask me about my feminist Kim Possible agenda. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so thank you for having me. I'm really thrilled that I got to unearth this uh, deep passion I once sure. had is for it, this show. Is this not close to the surface at all times? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yes. As our guest, I'll yeah. pretend that that's the case. Yes. Um, yeah, thanks again. So next week, Chelsea, what are we checking out? We are going to watch our very first episode of Quincy Emmy, season eight, episode eight, Next Stop Nowhere. Nowhere. Unfortunately, it isn't streaming, so if you want to watch it, you kind of have to hit up the Paley Center in Los Angeles. Yeah. This is another listener request episode. We're very excited to explore the dangers of punk rock, according to 1982's television. Yeah, boy, howdy. I'm so excited (laughs) to learn about all the terrible things that punk rock can do. Quincy Emmy isn't their motto, fair and balanced. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, check us out next time, and uh, thanks for listening. Bring snacks. Thank you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks!